And then she says, tire marks on my heart. It don't beat the same. I know for me, the things that are coming up now in my life that are triggering me, I know that my heart's not beating the same that it did last year. Definitely. I mean, as y'all all know, and it always goes back to this, y'all know I was married. I knew what depression and anxiety was. So let's be clear on that mm-hmm. one. But I didn't know what it felt like mm-hmm. until that specific situation. All of these levels that are being unlocked within me is whooping mm-hmm. my ass. Like, I really feel like I'm panting all the time. You know, they always say... Get comfortable being uncomfortable. But you be tired, bro. Yeah, yeah definitely you be tired. You're going to be tired. Like Janae Aiko said at the beginning of the song, I'm sleepy. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Welcome to Bar to Bar, where we bring bars from your favorite songs to the bar, and we discuss. I'm your host, Nick. And I'm your host, Will. What's going on, y'all? Yes, sir. Welcome back to the bar, everyone. Welcome, Will. Nick. What's up? How you doing? We're going to unload today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we're going to unpack. We're going to unpack. We're going to unpack today. It's been a hell of a few weeks mm-hmm. for me, getting adjusted to my new job, mm-hmm. getting thrown into the lion's den. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to talk about it. How about you? How you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling all right. I can't complain. Got these... Um... Allergies, I think because the weather is changing and everything, we're transitioning from summer to fall. Yep. It's been cooler down here, thank goodness, because the heat started to kick my ass. Um, Got other than that, I'm straight, you know what I mean? Birthday coming up. But you said you're not doing nothing. I'm not. I'm not. I, I got an adult this time, and I ain't going to lie to you. I got an adult this time. I am getting my hair done for my birthday, so hey, next time we record, y'all going to see a new, a new me with the hair and the haircut because, you know what I'm saying, this... <laughs> This new growth is real, so I'm anxious to see how long my hair really is now because I got a lot of new growth up here. Have you watched any of the old episodes when we started just to see that your hair length growth changed? I have, and (laughs) I I start back in the T-Pain episode when Mm -hmm. I had my little bitty twist, uh, well, compared to now, and... I had my shades on. I thought I was too cool and everything, you know. That I want to go back and watch that episode. That episode, I'm was sure, it was hilarious. <laughs> Filming it, I was like, "What in the world?" Well, I was too cool. I told you, I was at a strip club that day. That was that was my strip club moment. You know, what I'm saying shades on, I felt good. I still feel good every time we record. Don't get me wrong, but you know, what I mean, it's a, it was a feeling that we had to get. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're here now. We're here. Episode number, I don't even know. We don't even know. Like, literally, we just, we've been cranking here, these holes out. Cranking them, <laughs> having a great time doing it. Hopefully, y'all are having a great time watching. Let's take a shot. Yeah. Shot. Shot o'clock. Shot o'clock. It's always shot o'clock. Shot it's before five the o'clock tears, honey. <laughs> that was smooth. I cheated. I put Red Bull in mine. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. No judgment here. So, nothing for your birthday. No, nah, nothing for my birthday. I'm just getting you want to know a fun fact before we start? What? What's that? Last year. Okay, so Will has the same birthday as my sister. Last I year, um, I uh, missed whatever you did for your birthday last year, but I had to. I went to New York for my sister's birthday. Right. She was turning thirty. She was having a huge. Um, she was turning thirty. She was having a huge. You know, party or whatever, planned everything out. Oh, it was a, oh, it was a dirty 30 because you did tell me about that. Yep. For real, yeah. And it was in New York. And we. the fun fact is mm-hmm. going to New York is what inspired me to really put this shit into play. Bar to really? bar into play. Because my two, actually my two favorite shows are filmed in New York. Right. It's Brilliant Idiots and yep. then Horrible Decisions. Right. I was in Brooklyn and I remember sitting at the bar in the hotel I was at waiting on my um, food. and. I pulled up 
Horrible Decisions. So shout out Horrible Decisions. I, I pulled up hor- mm-hmm. Horrible Decisions. I was like, damn, I haven't listened to the show in a minute. Right. And then it just re, like, it was like a resurgence. I just was like, I was binge watching everything. I mean, outside of me, you know, hanging out with my sister. But I came back. And then in October, we had our first meeting. Mm-hmm. October, so, we had the first meeting. November, we got our first episode. Mm-hmm. Then we so we recorded January. our first episode, yeah. and then we just kept recording until December came around. So I that's mean, a like, fun fact. Your birthday was the era where I was like, oh, my spidey senses were like. tangling. And it's like, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. But yeah. Speaking uh, of let's get it, what, what, what you got for us today? Yes, yeah, so today we are doing Born Tired by Janae Aiko. I've been waiting to do a Janae song. I just didn't know which one. And this is perfect. Mm-hmm. I was actually looking for a song that had to do with like the hustle culture and grinding. So mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. uh, Kanye West, Can't Tell Me Nothing. Right. That did not age well for him, by the way. After listening to those lyrics, wait till I get my money right. You can't tell me nothing. It's it's, it's came true. And I now mean, we're like. You can't tell him nothing. Can't so I thought about that, but it didn't really identify with me because I'm not in that era right now. I need somebody to tell me something. Right now. <laughs> I yeah. need help. We'll get, we're going to get there, though. And you ain't going to be able to tell us nothing. Uh, we'll be able to tell each other because we got to keep each other. Uh, in check. For in sure. Check, for yeah. sure. Um, Are you sure you can just spend 75000 on that bag? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? No. Um, okay, so I picked this song because I've just been going through a lot these past few weeks with adjusting to my new job. For those who don't know, I have recently started working in podcasting, and I am a videographer, editor for a media company that specializes in podcasting. So um, really cool job. I do really enjoy the work. It's just I've been getting triggered like a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you know it's crazy because you said one of the one of Janae Aiko songs that you said you wanted to do mm-hmm. was triggered. Oh yeah, but the thing about triggered is it's more so I gotta listen to the lyrics again because maybe I could pivot it where it's not necessarily about relationships. Yeah. But fun fact about that song, um, there's a interview of Janae talking to Ebro. Um, old man Ebro from Hot 97, I believe, in mm-hmm. New York. He, he, he ain't he like the the OG, like he uh, yeah, he wanted OG. Go yeah, ahead. he's shout like out to, what? Shout out to Ebro. Yeah, 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 big time. But she, there's an interview with him, and she's saying how in the beginning when she's saying, uh, "Go figure, you were the trigger." Mm-hmm. Like literally, she was talking about herself, mm-hmm. and it sounds like she's talking about the guy or right. whoever she's written, written the song. Two or four, but yeah. So I could I could have probably spin it, spin it. But this one is near and dear to my heart. So shout out to Janae Aiko because I I feel like every time I listen to this song, I always cry. Like it it never fails. And I'm gonna tell you the part I get I I always get misty eyed on. Do I need to go grab some tissue? I just wipe my tears with some liquor. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just pour the tears into the shot glass. Yeah, that's how we get down around here. All right. Um. So yes, we're doing Janae Aiko, Born Tired. So our first make- segment, we're gonna do what you pour in. Is it what you pour in or check some ID? I always mix up which one goes first. No, normally, how I like to look at it in order of like when you're going into a restaurant lounge or whatever. They so check, check your ID, ID first. Yeah. Then you can pour your liquor. Okay, I gotta reverse that in my notes. But um, 
All right, so actually our first segment is going to be Check Some ID. So Check Some ID, this is the point in the set, um, in the show where we talk about the timestamp, basically when the song was released mm-hmm. and if it can work in the past further from when it dropped or the future, if it could be dropped now and could it work. Right, so right. let's start with guessing what year did it come out? 2019. Close 2020. Oh, I was. Uh, You're actually three months off, March 6th. Oh, man. I'm getting better now. You're getting better. I, and I had, uh, um, you know, how you have a time period. Yeah. So I knew where I was at. I knew I was in Hawaii, okay. but I knew I was not. I was stationed in Hawaii for those that don't know military. Um, but I knew I w- it wasn't around when I first got to Hawaii, which was in the 2017. Mm-hmm. I knew it was later. So I just couldn't put it with the, I didn't know if it was during COVID, which was 2020, mm-hmm. or if it was before. So that's why I went with 2019. But I, I, was, I was there. You was close. Was close. Getting better. Very Getting better. close. Um, do you think it could work in the past, in the present, in future? Like, is it just for the time it was released? No, I think it did, could, uh, excuse me. I think it could work in the past, mm-hmm. um, lyrically. Um, even, even, the, even the the song type, you know, how slow the song is, but what she's talking about, I definitely think it could because, well, we'll get into that, but I think <laughs> it could, I think it could work in the past. I think it could work in the future as well. Um, it's, it's some smooth R&B. It's some, it's some, something that can help you for people that are not feeling good about something that's going on in their life. Yeah. It can help them kind of reset in a sense. Yeah. So past, present, future, I, I, and, and Janae Aiko, she's one of a kind, in my opinion. I think it will work in past, present, still now, and in the future. For sure. I believe the same. This is a staple for me. Um, I remember where I was when I was really listening to this album, Heavy. It was one of the- No surprise there. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really, really tough time in my life, um, mm-hmm. personally. I remember God removing everything from my life. I got fired from two jobs, no job. My job was more so where my friends were. We all like worked together. Right, right. He removed them from my life, not because they did anything. I went through a bad breakup, which me and the guy I was dating, we had the same mutual friends because one of those jobs I was at, we worked together. Right, right. And so our work friends became our friends' friends because Around COVID that time, everybody was kind of like just sticking with who they know. You weren't really like going out and, you know what I'm saying? Right. So we was always at work. So we just hung out together. When we were off, we hung out together. When we was work, we worked together. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. When I got fired, I kind of wasn't hanging. Actually, when I got fired after that, I got fired again at a different job. Goodness. And then um, I got broken up with. And then from there, I didn't want to talk to anyone. Because right. I just couldn't figure out why everything was like, I was in shambles. out of control type of thing. Yes. Um, we are going to get into it, but really briefly, the reason why was because I was losing myself mm-hmm. and I was becoming a shell of who I am. And so, yeah, that's why. But that's where this album came into place. Born Tired was one of the ones where I... I mean, I remember it's always me in the car. It's either the shower or the car. And in this moment, I was in the car driving and like literally just like not even bawling my eyes out. But you know when you cry and you can't help but the tears come out? It's not even that your face is making any faces. Yes. You're not. It's that Denzel tear. Mm-hmm. It's just, they're just repeatedly dropping. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like I can't even hold this in. Right. 
You had to let it out. Yeah. So for anybody who's very familiar with our show, um, if you're new here, well, if you're familiar with our show, this is going to be a little bit different. I do want to go a little bit deep. We're going to kind of check in with our mental health today. So... Yeah, I apologize. No, it's okay. Um, I do want to check in with our mental health today. Uh, it's it's something that I need per se. And what better place to do it than on our own creation? You know what I mean? We create. Absolutely. Um, for those of you who are new, this is a little bit different from us. We love to have like a super great time. We just be talking shit and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But every now and then we kind of check in mentally. This is one of those shows today. So, yeah, let's... Yeah. And this is a uh, this is a safe space, y'all. Um, yeah, for sure. We judge nobody. We have no room to judge anybody because we have our own faults as well. Yeah. So if you feel the need to comment or if you want to DM us to talk to us about something that you have going on, yeah. go right ahead. Like I said, we're not counselors. We're not the best people in the world, but um, we pretty we pretty far. Yeah, <laughs> promise you that. Promise you, we probably going through something in life yeah. that you haven't gone that you're going through or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And we'll listen. Yeah. Honest to God, swear on everything. Yeah, so I mean, you know, the bar is therapy. Some people exactly. go to the bar, they talk to their bartenders, and it'd be real therapy. And you don't know your bartender for nothing. Right. You just start to talking. It's like the, like the barbershop. You you know what I'm saying? You just yeah. go start talking, telling how you feel about what's going on. And Yeah, and hopefully us being vulnerable can, you know, kind of like shed some light on, you know, more, uh, more of us, you know, mm-hmm. sharing who we are. Mm-hmm. And connecting, you know? So, yeah, let's get into this. Oh, wait, let's do What You Pouring really quick, and then we'll get into these bars. So our next segment is called What You Pouring, and it's basically if this song was a cocktail, a liquor, a drink at the bar, what would it be? For me, Mm -hmm. it's it's some wine. Okay. Um, It would have to be red wine for me. That's a good one. Um, what kind of wine? I don't know much about wine. Yeah, I just think it's wine because it's just a, a something smooth, something that you can just you know sip I, and relax. Sip, relax, and just while you're talking to have a conversation because wine it doesn't really hit you like we gotta. You know what I'm saying? If you know the wine that you like, you know the taste that you like, you're gonna drink it, sip it, and then you're gonna be able to have a good conversation as you take a sip. For sure, for sure. I said that this is. I hate when, not hate, but I'm not a fan of when we, that's not true. Let me stop. So I did say it is water, Essentia, to be exact. Okay. So essentia is al- some good water now. Alkaline. <laughs> yeah. But I paired it with, um, at first I said backwards, but I was like, ah, oh, some little cleaner, just some paper. So, yeah. Okay. Roll up. Yeah. Yeah, hey. I feel like it goes like hey. I don't really want to drink. I just kind of want to dr- smoke and chill. I I can respect that. Like, yeah. I could definitely respect that because we grad. And you know what I'm saying? The good, the good shit. That shit gonna put you. It's not gonna put you in your ad, but it gonna have you in a place where you can sit there and you can really just kind of let go. Yeah, and you can like di- I I guess in a sense disappear for a few. All right, so let's go ahead and go to these bars, baby. Let's get it. It's giddy. All right, so uh, this is the segment where we go bar to bar. We're just picking out a few uh, lyrics. Do you have the lyrics pulled out? Yeah, I know you like to you pull are, it you up. You already know I do. <laughs> just in case I find something that I might see. Yeah. You know I mean? So we we just go through and we see what lyrics we want to talk about. All right. So I'm going to start with um, the first verse, actually. So three deep breaths, 10 step backwards, going backwards. Now I'm switching lanes. So I felt this way a lot with my music, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was doing music heavy, it was like, you know, I'm heavy into meditation. So I'm like breathing through like, okay, what should I do? Three, Like, like take a breath, 
Mm-hmm. Take it all in. What should I do? What's the next move? This and a third. And it just always felt like I was taking 10 steps backwards. It right. always felt like I was moving backwards. And I just couldn't get my footing all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, when she says, now I'm switching lanes, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is what she intended, but this is how I interpreted it. Me switching lanes is this podcast is pivoting into podcasting, which saved my creative life. Like for real, I've been saying it all year, basically screaming it all year. Working out in podcasting saved my fucking life mm-hmm. because I literally didn't know anything outside of like nightlife. Mm-hmm. Then and then music wasn't taking off, so it was just like, where am I? What do I do? I don't know. Right, right. So that is a hot. That is a plus for right now because my mental really needed to prove to myself that you know I'm worthy of. The things that I want. I'm worthy of the work that I can put in. I'm worth, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So switching lanes, that really helped. Mm-hmm. Um, really quick, uh, she just says, and now I, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then she says, tire marks on my heart. It don't beat the same. Now that one. <laughs> like somebody done ran over. Well, it feels that way. Like, right. you know, when you're just going through like, shit in life. Yeah. And like, it feels like, yo, imagine tire marks on your heart. That's an amazing analogy. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it don't beat the same. That shit's still there, but you know that the stuff that you've been through, it don't beat the same. For instance, like with me, um, I know for me, the things that are coming up now in my life that are triggering me, I know know that my heart's not beating the same that it did last year, last summer, last September, last whatever. It's not beating the same. It's not the same. Um, do you have a moment in your life where like you can identify like, yeah, it's not beating the same. After that, my shit don't beat like how it used to. Definitely, definitely. I mean, as y'all all know, and it always goes back to this, y'all know I was married. I brought this up multiple times. Um after that, it just it didn't it didn't feel the same. Uh my heartbeat, you know, you feel like you got, you know, like she said, tire marks. You feel like, you know, somebody went and just like burnt out all over your shit. Yeah. And it's not a good feeling. Yeah. Um, it's not a good feeling at all, especially right when it happens. You know what I'm saying? But after over time, those those tire marks tend to to fade mm-hmm. and they tend to disappear um because of healing. Yeah. But you, know you still saying? feel that so when you do you, you get triggered though, right? Yes. Yes. There's definitely so like I I still I did not have anxiety. I did not know what depression or I knew what depression and anxiety was. So let, let's be clear on that mm-hmm. one. But I didn't know what it felt like mm-hmm. until that specific situation. And then after that, it's just like now, it, you know, something can happen and then I start feeling anxious. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm feeling anxious because I, just, I don't know why. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, my stomach feels off. feel like I got to uh, throw up or something like that. Yeah. And that's all anxiety. Yeah. But- I've never felt like that before that situation took place. Never, ever in my life. Even if I was stressed about something, never felt anxiety. I'll just go, I mean, I'm stressed, yeah, yeah. but I'm going to get through it. But yeah. anxiety did not start until that situation took place. Now, if I'm stressed about something, then anxiety kicks in. Yeah. Then it's a possibility for depression. And then with me, I just, I kind of box everything in. I just keep it to myself. You know what I'm saying? And it's nothing, it's not that to say that I don't have anybody in my corner to back me up. It's just... 
I've always felt like I could do it on my own. I always felt like I could get out of these out of these corners, out of these tough, you know, spots on my own. Just like recently, I was, you know, talked to my homeboys. I told them, you know, about you know little things I got going on. Now and they, you know, they reached out to me and they told me, you know, yo, we got you. You know what I'm saying? Anything we got you. You know what I'm saying? My brother, everybody. You know what I mean? And it's and it's good hearing that, but everybody else got motion going on. You have a family of your own. Everybody has families of their own and, and you know what I'm saying, things going on. Everybody got bills, everybody rent, all that shit. Everybody got all that, mortgages, everything. The last thing I'm going to do to anybody is ask for any type of handout. And it's not a handout. They're not going to say it's a handout, but they, you know what I'm saying? Ask it anything. feels like it, it. But it feels like it because I, I'm a prideful person. Yeah. And if I, 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 at one point in my life, I had a PS4, right? Mm-hmm. As a man, you know what I'm saying, especially, you know, how we love gaming. I sold that PS4 just to make ends meet. I got another one, and then I sold it again to make ends meet. Right. I, like, you have to do what you have to do. I've never been that type of person to be like, all right, well, you know, just sit back and let it, let stuff happen. If I see it coming, then I got to prevent it. But it's crazy how we view things as a handout. And it's so crazy because my 86 ties into that. Um, but I... See, the thing is with me, I never knew that I didn't know how to ask for help until my best friend pointed it out. My best friend pointed it out to me by, she actually bought me a book. We were, she was, we was in Orlando, Florida for something she was doing on work. And I just went with her because I could. And mm-hmm. <laughs> we were there for like a weekend or whatever. And she came back from uh, one of the conventions she was at and she handed me a book. And it basically, I think the title of the book was like, How to Ask for Help. And straightforward and to the point. Huh? Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily her being shady or anything. It's no, like, no. She, I knew that she knew that this could help, but I didn't know that about me. I didn't mm-hmm. know that I had trouble asking for help. Mm-hmm. And it made a lot of sense once we kind of had a brief conversation about it. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. I really don't be asking people for help. I really just be trying to figure it out all by myself, mm-hmm. which is wild. It's it's ridiculous. It's not the goal. <laughs> it is not healthy either. Oh, but no. however, it's just you don't want to put anybody out because you know they got their own things going on. And it's and it's not and it's 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 just how it is. That's how it is for me. It's interesting because I wrote on my notes, trauma triggers, go figure. Like it's it's crazy how just society in a in a in in a in all, what everything we're doing, well, I'll put it this way. We, we're humans, so we're already going to feel this shit, period. Right. You know, whether there was a government in place and, you know, all the shit that's going on, regardless, we're going to feel, you know, our emotions. We're going to feel our trauma. We're going to feel our triggers and this, that, and the third. It's just human nature, right? Absolutely. But on top of that, it's the working and... Yep. It's crazy because I was talking to Trey the other day, your mm-hmm. co- uh, Will's cousin Trey, and I was like, "Yo, this working shit. Like, I like my job, but this working shit is ghetto as fuck, bro. Like, I don't fathom working. I enjoy what I do, right? And it's not the job itself. Like, I could be in any field, right? Right. <laughs> Even in music, music to me doesn't never feel like work, right? Um, there are there were times where it did, right? right. Um, because of the pressure I put on it. But it's more so like an escape because I get to just be an artist when I'm creating. Mm-hmm. But all in all, whether I love the job or not, I sit back and I'm like, yo, all of this shit is like we we go out looking for what we're passionate about just to pay fucking taxes, bro. 
just to pay for a food and shelter. Like that shit should be fucking free. So on top of the shit that we're already tired from, born Mm -hmm. tired in, bro. Born. Literally, we come out the womb screaming because we tired. Listen, we done I, went through that traumatic experience coming out of a little hole. We tired. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm thinking about uh, I need to uh sue my parents. <laughs> I ain't asked for this shit. <laughs> Man, we all got somebody to sue them. Look, they got to sue theirs, and, and yeah, everybody got to take it back one step. You know what I'm saying? It, everybody sue somebody. It, it's just crazy. There was another point I wanted to make, but I I think it it escaped me. And what's gonna be crazy? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be editing. I'm gonna be like ah. Should have said it. Yeah, I it forgot. Always what it was. happens like that. <laughs> um, you ever been in an argument and then you think of a great point that you could have said? In that oh, that shit pissed after me the off. argument. Bit- and now you like I- that shit pissed me off. That made it me even more, more tired. Mad, right? <laughs> tired and mad. Like what the? F- I'm tired. Like, even more. <laughs> like, like I would have stumped your ass if I would have said this shit. Yeah, it's out of control. But um, all right, let's move on to the next bar. So actually, she goes into the hook. And she says, baby, I was born tired. I'm getting more tired as time passes me by. I'm going to need more fire. So pass that thing my way. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the part where I start to get emotional when I listen to it. Let's start there. Okay. Um, I actually really do appreciate you opening up because the, the for us, I know we're very similar. I know the reason why we're so tired is because we don't ask for help. Mm-mm. Bro, when I tell you I do everything myself and it's mm-hmm. now it's even more so that way because I'm trying to I have to make up for the income that I'm not making anymore. Right. Yes, I have this cool title and I have this cool job, but I did bring in a lot more income uh working I, in nightlife. I'm about to say nightlife is a motherfucker. I got paid to be pretty, bro, like be pretty and pop bottles. Be pretty and pour liquor. Like, and the money that comes with that is so fast, and it's so addictive, mm-hmm. <laughs> bro. It's addictive as shit. And I don't want to be in nightlife anymore, but I do find myself understanding, or more. Well, I'll say I do find myself wanting to go back. Right. And I feel like it's Stockholm syndrome. Mm-hmm. And it's because I'm tired from the un- I'm uncomfortable right now, which is a great thing. It's a it's a great thing to be uncomfortable. This job is pushing me to meet new uh, potential of mine, meet new levels of uh, right. greatness in me. Right. Nightlife wasn't doing any of that shit for me. Like I had gotten comfortable with it at one point. It did because it was new and you know yeah yeah, yeah. Parts. We, yeah 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 definitely. But after a while, you know, you get comfortable. Yep. And baby, it feel like surviving R. Kelly at the point. <laughs> Goodness, that's deep. That that's deep. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be un. Uh, what is it? Unempathetic it, or in, insensitive? In, yeah, insensitive. But like, she don't mean it that way, y'all. No, I don't. It's just it's it's Stockholm syndrome in a sense yeah. of this shit is nightlife is is very, is comfortable, but it's not idealistic for a. Uh, for me, per se, because mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, if anybody else has dreams of opening their shit, yeah, that's cool, whatever. But Do for it. me, it's just not idealistic. And it became so comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. The money was fast. It's down the third. And it's just like, I think about it and I'd be so tired. I was tired then because I would be burnt out, but I'm tired now because 
When I tell you all of these levels that are being unlocked within me is whooping mm. my ass, mm -hmm. it's not like, oh, I'm growing, I'm becoming a better me. I am, but that shit hurts. Right. Like, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't. It don't feel good at all. I mean, when I, when it's over with and I'm like, oh, okay, I see why that happened. All right. But that shit, like, I really feel like I'm panting all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, I have to stop and, like, take a breath. Like, <sighs> You do. I mean, honestly, you do. You know what I'm saying? And, and. To piggyback off what you said earlier about comfortability, uh -huh. you know, they always say get comfortable being uncomfortable. Uh -huh. And, you know what I'm saying? I listen to Steve Harvey a lot. And uh, shout out to Steve Harvey. Um, but one of the things that he uh, he says is when you're uncomfortable in life, yeah, that's just God making a way so that later on you can be comfortable. He's he's just making you uncomfortable right now, shaking things up, you know what I'm saying? Putting you in like, you know what I'm saying, in one of them little toy box, little, little toy houses, mm -hmm. shaking that house up. And then once you start resetting everything and putting everything back together, mm -hmm. it look brand new. Everything looks great now. Everything looks beautiful. It's all it's like damn. You look back at it after you're done putting it back together. Once you put that final piece down, you're like, shit, I did all that. Yeah. That couch right there, that's a beautiful new couch. I bought that. That's 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 whatever material you want it to be. You and, know what I'm saying? That painting on the wall, I got that painting. And, and it's because I I did that. You know what I'm saying? But you'd be tired, bro. Yeah, yeah definitely you'd be tired. You're going to be tired. Tired, it, being tired is, like Janae Aiko said at the beginning of the song, mm -hmm. I'm sleepy. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> We're all sleepy. I'm so sleepy. You know, I got four hours of sleep before this. And the reason why is because I, to bring my point back around really quick, I brought up the whole nightlife um, point and being comfortable because I, I do everything alone. Mm -hmm. I, I do my, I haven't even had time to do my nails that I've started to one time. I'll right. tell you why I stopped because I got so triggered. I couldn't even think straight. Um, from my from something that happened at my job, I couldn't even think straight. But um, I do my nails myself. I do my hair myself. I do I edit myself. I do this pod with you, but in post, a lot of it is me. Um, it is no, a lot of it, uh, most of it, not all <laughs> of it. Post is her. She but does a great I job. never ever complain about that because I just want to make it clear: when I stop work to do work on the podcast it feels like an escape it doesn't it feels like oh, i can just relax and breathe and do this shit however fuck we feel it fits yeah you and you've said that so many times yeah but um you know so with back to your point okay so circle back to your point with the steve harvey um uh point that you made mm -hmm. i i'm <laughs> For lack of better terms, I'm tired. Like, I do mm -hmm. all of it myself. I cook for myself. And sometimes I feel guilty when I eat out, but it's just like, I'm so tired from work. Like, I have a lot on my plate. I've been thrown into the lion's den at work, and um, I'm not complaining about it at all, but it is a lot because mm -hmm. we're short-staffed. Uh, we're going to be even more short-staffed. Well, I don't know how it's going to go. We're hiring, but... We're, you know, we're short staff. One of the main videographers is leaving and I've been picking up, you know, his shows and stuff. And it's yeah. just, it's a lot because I'm now That's dealing true. with, and mind you, I've just started. I'm like on month two, not even a full two months. And I, it's a lot of responsibility. And the thing about this field is every, the, all the moving parts are so fragile. Right. In nightlife, things are fragile, but to an extent, the only thing you don't want to fumble in nightlife is people money. That's it, honestly. And all that means is 
just making sure you have a team to make that work cohesive. Mm-hmm. So the food coming out at a good time, your drinks coming out at a good time. If something's wrong, we get the manager. He comes out at a good, like all of it is about catching it. And yeah. it happens there. And any issues really can, for the most part, on a normal basis, is going to last all of maybe five minutes. Right. It's easy to fix the hookah. The, the, right. the bottle might not come out when you wanted it. So, okay, yeah. I'll take it back. Redo. Easy. Like, it's it, not as yeah. fragile in nightlife. Nah, the nah, only nah. thing is, you know, people are, are, you know, you never know who's willing to spend big money. So, yeah. when you see them wanting to buy extra shots or buy extra or chip, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You just moving faster. That's right. all it is. Right. So I'm used to a, like a high pace, high volume, let's get this shit done type pressure. Absolutely. But right now it feels like a lot like, because in my field, it's pretty lonely. Mm-hmm. I edit alone all the time. The other day I came up to the bar where we all was at and mm-hmm. I was like, I just need to see people. Like I can't edit by myself again. Like I'm going to lose my mind if I sit here and stare at this computer by myself. Right, I'm right. so tired and I just need human contact, <laughs> you know, outside mm-hmm. of... You know, because I only go to the studio but so many times, people batch record. So right. it's like four or five episodes in one sitting, and I oh, go home okay. and I go do all of those. Right. You know, staggered out, but. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a mouthful. I feel like I'm all over the place with this, y'all. But I just, like I said, I just need to unpack. I just need to kind of like talk about it and express it. Um, and hopefully y'all can feel it too, because it's just a lot. And. I mean, I'm not complaining that I'm tired. It's not necessarily the work that's making me tired. It's the fact that I'm getting triggered from re- from mistakes that I'm making. Mm. Um, I'm still new, so I'm still trying to give myself grace, but I feel like I'm being looked at as if, yeah, you're new, but you notice. Know yeah, but at the same time, though, you have to give yourself grace. And that's another thing that Steve Harvey talks about all the time, to yeah. give yourself grace. It's so hard because right you, now. It's very hard to do that, but you have to. Because if you don't give yourself grace, you're going to hold yourself at such a high standard. And within the minute you make one simple mistake, not even a big mistake, just a simple mistake, you're going to feel like you're crashing. And, I mean, and you're every single day. And burn, and it's like you can't do that to yourself. Every single day. And it's so crazy because... I had to ask God, I was like, am I cursed? Is something going on? Because See, every yeah. single day with the things that I have to do for this job, mm-hmm. something happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, but I'm doing my very best. I'm literally like, I don't even complain. Like, I'm not complaining about my job at all. Right, right. But why does it feel like I com- I keep getting it? For example, last night... I had it in, I had goals. I always have like, you know, because when you work, um, you know, remotely, you have to have good time time management with your shit so you can have your work done by the deadline. Right. I was like, all right, cool, boom, knocking these out, knocking these edits out. Why so many things went wrong? And it just pushed my time way further for when it needed to be done that I needed it to be so I can get some sleep, get some rest for today and be refreshed. Right. Not have four hours of sleep like I did. Like so many things went wrong. A small thing that went wrong Finally, I'm done with one project. Boom, I'm uploading it. Why my internet goes out? Oh, no. For all of 50 seconds. It's like it can't even be a minute. But then when it comes back on after those 50 seconds, I have to restart that whole upload all over again. Which, how long does the upload take? Luckily, this time, this was a shorter one, um, and the file the files weren't as large. Mm-hmm. So it was only a 15-minute one. Okay. But it's happened before where... um. It's been sometimes they could be like up to an hour and 30, depending on the file. So, luckily, but this, I was like, are you kidding me? I, and it's three in the morning. I've been troubleshooting shit all day. Uh, I'm ready for these 15 minutes to be over so I right. can hit complete and take my ass to bed. Right. 
just to wait another 15. I'm like, yo, you got to be kidding me right now. And it sounds so like, oh, you have to wait another 15. No, I've been troubleshooting shit that's been happening all day. So why all of a sudden when it's time to hit complete, it goes out? You know how it feels when you want to get off of any of your jobs and somebody come in the store, in the restaurant. Last 10 minutes. You already done cleaned everything. You'll be ready to go, bro. And that's how I was feeling. It was four in the morning. Mm -hmm. And it was because I was really trying to make sure that, because even though I get these work, this work done, you know, we get revisions. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's it's not just, oh, I completed it and move on. Sometimes the you know, you'll get feedback like, hey, you need to fix this, 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 right, and that. Right. One time I got so many revisions and it and a lot of it was me. Well, all of it was me. <laughs> I'm the only one editing. <laughs> but a lot of it was my own foolishness where I was forgetting things and I was like, oh my God. And the thing is I have to di- I have to um go directly to my boss for all of these edits. Right. So it's making me feel even more inadequate because it's like having to, like, say you're at your company, the job you work at, every little thing you do is reported to the boss or you have to report it to the boss mm-hmm. or, you know, the CEO, basically, because yeah. she's the CEO of the company. Right. Imagine that. Like, imagine every time you made anything that you do or any mistake that happens, your CEO will see it. And you feel like every time she right. says you have a mistake, like, it's like... It feels like, bow, Yeah. Bow, like, just like bullets. Yeah. And... So that's why I wanted to make a point that it's not my job that I'm complaining about. I'm not complaining about no nothing with my job. It's the triggers within me because I have issues with asking for help. I have issues with um, making mistakes. Mm. It's something that I'm learning, but it's such a slow process. And I feel like God is putting me through the ringer. Nothing happens overnight. That's for sure. You I need this one to on be... Running. Not even, oh, I need it to be over three seconds. <laughs> In a three second span, we go through it and it's over. Like, I'm so tired. My, I've been getting my ass handed to me, y'all. It's crazy. You okay over there? I know you, <laughs> you suffering. No, no, I, just, I had a, no, no, I had an allergy this time. I had a burp. Mm. Make sure I step away. But yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. I, I feel like I'm talking so no, much. No, no, no. You're venting. It's okay. It bro. is hot in here, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I don't know why. I think the all AC's this, off. All this technology in here, you think that they had AC so it don't overheat. Now I'm <laughs> overheating, goddammit. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to make it clear I'm not complaining about my job. No, I, I, don't I really, it. yeah. I don't take it. Hopefully nobody else does take it that you're complaining about your job. Yeah. Because, you know, folks, how folks take stuff. And you, know? you don't have to work nowhere. It's not like nobody's forcing my hands. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not, if it was my job, I'd be like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. But yeah, it's you can, not. You can quit whenever you want to. Exactly. Like, we, we know this. So <laughs> please don't come on and comment and say, yeah. hey, why don't you just quit? No. No, it's not the it's job. Not it's the job. my own. The, what's happening is, I know for, for for a fact, I know God put me here in, in the first. For a reason. For reasons that I'll explain on a different show. We got to move on. But yeah. um, it's just those triggers. I feel like he's put me there because he's like, you need to learn these lessons. Because mm-hmm. in the last job you was at, I tried to throw them at you. You found loopholes to get around them. I really mm-hmm. did. I remember all this shit coming up, but I found ways to not have to deal with it. And you know what? There's all there's always a loophole, but when he catches you, it's like it's like he cornered you. I feel it's like, like now, he has me like this. <laughs> yeah. Like you're stuck. Right. Like you're stuck. Like he got nope, you. And like you, you you can't go nowhere. Go through it. And look, look, he got you like this yeah. and your feet are dangling. And it's right. like go through it. You ain't going nowhere with this one. Yeah. Go through it. Yep. Good. That's what she said. She said that. Mm-hmm. Yep, that triggers you. Mm-hmm. You don't, I mean, because if you don't deal with it, you're going to deal with it for the rest of your life. It's like face that trigger so that you can put that behind so it doesn't trigger you anymore. That's what he's trying to do. 
Easier said than done. It is. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to the next one. So she says, it's been a long night, long life, long time fighting. Let out a long sigh. All right. Why am I trying? That is when the tears start flowing. And it's just the way she says it. It's been a long time, long life, long time fighting. I don't know if I mixed up the words, but this is just the way she sings it. And it's like, it has, baby, I was born tired. It's it's just, when you think about all the different triggers, it's like, yo, this shit feels the way it feels like right now, worse mm-hmm. than ever, mm-hmm. because I've been dealing with this for so long. Right, right. Like, so really quick, I'll explain why I don't like making mistakes. When I was younger, in a nutshell, anyway, when I was younger, I never saw my parents make mistakes um, that were evident. Looking back, I can see where lies were told or, you know, like white lies or things were messed up, but I didn't see it. To me, I felt like adults had it together. Right. I never seen my teachers really make mistakes for real. I never seen my parents really make mistakes for real. Aunts, any adult that were in my life, like, you know, actively, I didn't really see them make mistakes or talk about stresses and this, that, and the third. So as a kid, I grew up with the notion that when you grow up, you start to get it all together. Mm-hmm. It all comes binds. Because no, I wasn't the richest person in the world. Our family wasn't like super wealthy. We weren't also disenfranchised either. We were right there in the middle in the liaison, but we weren't like, we just, you know, balling out of control or right. nothing. We weren't like super poor. And so I make that point to say like, it just felt like they had it together. Right, right. The teachers, I didn't know teachers were underpaid. Like, I didn't know that. They came to, to work every day and they did their thing. And they, they did. They it seemed did. like they was cool to be there, you know? Yeah. Some of them be stressed, I guess. But that's me looking back. But in the time, I'm not looking at my teacher to see if they stressed or not. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Back then, you look at them, you, right. like, you they look like they have it all together. Right. And when you're a kid, of course, adults aren't really going to talk to you about right. that Right. They're not going to show They're going to try to hide it from you. But what happens you is, as I got to, like, you know... From middle school to yeah. teenager, even to college, yeah. I didn't really see too many of it. Right. Um, I think by college, I kind of started to see my mom um, and her struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I tie my self-worth into, you know, what I do. And that's super unhealthy because you're not what you do. You're not. You are. Do you identify with that? I do. Because uh, with what I do. Mm-hmm. I work in the nightlife still. Yeah. And and sort of kind of um, in the restaurant business as well. Does a little bit of everything yeah, too. Yeah, I, I dibble and dabble. When I was in the military, I took pride in what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I still take pride in what I do now. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but it was a different type of pride in the military. So because when because of I was a lab tech for the last four years that I was in the military. Yeah. So you have to take pride in in what you do, and you also have to um, your worth. You feel it when you're doing that because, and I and I say that because if you fuck up in a lab with somebody's blood or or you know or plasma or whatever the case may be, yeah, you could fuck somebody's life up. Yeah, you can you can do that. So you know if you mess up, you put the wrong results in, or you don't, or something like that. Like you're 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 likely done because you could have killed that patient. Yeah. So. That is why when you're working so hard and you 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 put your you you 
you look at your work life as your worth of your own yourself is 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 not hard to it's not hard for that to happen yeah because you 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 fuck up now there's somebody else's life that you don't fuck up and then that's a domino effect because especially yeah. if it's a child now that's their child yeah. now it goes up to their parents and that's the whole family now you're sitting there like fuck yeah you know what i'm saying so now um it's not as much so cuz it's not as much pressure not yeah not as much pressure However, it still is pressure yeah. because, you know, with what I do, you want to, what I do, you want to help, you're trying to, I'm trying to build this business up. You want to keep this business floating and then you want to elevate it even mm-hmm. more from just floating to fucking flying. And you know what I'm saying? You and you want to be viewed shit. as an asset, not exactly. just like, not why just is he worker. even here? We can't exactly. wait to replace you. That's, I'm sorry. And, <laughs> and you don't want to be the, the person that gets replaced. And you don't want yeah, to be looked at as the fuck up, right? And like, and that and I I that's why I bust my ass. People always ask me why are you always working? Why are you? Because I'm trying to figure out a goddamn way to put more business, more money, more put more business into this business so mm-hmm. that, that more money comes into this business so that the business can shine. So that I'm looked at like, damn, he helped us get here. Yeah. Well, what can we do now to 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 help him help him? help get this more more money and says, but even more. Like, how can we do that? So, like, sometimes there's there's times where I go to work and I feel like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, am I doing a good job? Am I, right. am I, am I, you know, like, I don't know. Are, are you familiar with imposter syndrome? What's that? So, imposter syndrome is basically when you are, when you're doing something, say, mm-hmm. like, you started at your job, yeah. um, manager, which right. you're a manager, um, and processing will basically be you feeling like, damn, they're gonna find out I'm a fraud. They're gonna find out that I actually don't know what I'm doing. Right. No, I and, and it's not no. even so much that you don't know that, that what you're doing, you right. just don't give yourself enough credit. It's not even that you're a real imposter, because actually people who are frauds and imposters, they don't give a fuck. They be like, kind of like Fire Festival. That nigga had no and, business. And he's trying to do another one. Right. He had no business. He was a fraud the entire time. And he doesn't. But he it. never had no imposter syndrome. He was mm-hmm. like, we going to do it. How are they going to know? <laughs> they gonna, so gonna. real imposters don't don't yeah. deal with that. Yeah. It's people who are actually capable of doing it, but they feel so much immense pressure from themselves or whoever may be around them. Um, and they feel like, oh shit, they're going to find out that maybe I'm not really qualified for this or am I really, it comes but from that. Start, am I doing a good job? questioning yourself and, that's and where they start questioning you. But it's not even they start questioning you. Imposter syndrome more, more than likely is within. It's within. Okay. Nine times out of 10, other people not even, they if they notice anything in you, they're probably trying to figure out like, are you okay? Like, right, right, right. Like yeah. they're looking at you like, no, you're good for the job. All right, they are you know, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, honestly, you wouldn't have got hired if you wasn't good for the job in their eyes. Exactly. But you start questioning yourself, and it's like, it's so in that case, yes, I I have dealt with that, and I start questioning myself. So, yeah. But you know, things are kind of turning around, yeah. and I'm looking at a brighter side. Like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. But for that sure. I'm telling you right now, that light is bleak, a little dim. <laughs> I'm trying to get make that bitch brighter. It's a lot to unpack. Yeah. Let's take a shot. Let's take a shot. It's a lot. I feel like it's such a mouthful, but this is so refreshing, and I hope it's refreshing for y'all, for real. I think it's just being real. That's all. <sighs> for sure. Can I, can I bring on one lyric, though? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. 
It was right after what you just said. Okay. It's um. I don't know if you were gonna bring this one up, but it says, "Cause look at how far you have come." Yeah, that's my next one. That was. Uh-huh, go, go ahead. ahead. You read it. You read it. Okay. So so it says. So she says, "Cause look at how far you have come, and look at all that you have going. Look at who you have become, baby. You gotta keep going." That right there. Oh, even if I don't cry when I said the no, when it builds or, up. Yes. I'll be like straight. Soon as that one co- tears, floods. Ocean, Pacific, yeah, Atlantic, Indy, <laughs> all in one. You said literally all of, all of them. Yeah, and so, well, why did you want to bring it up? I want to hear your view now. Because you do have to look how far you've come. Um, being triggered, anxiety, depression, anything that you've dealt with, you dealt with it before. Yeah. But um, look where you're at now. You're not in that same position. You've gotten to the point where, like, I I was at the point when I was having anxiety that it would happen every morning. I would wake up. I would have anxiety every morning. Now it's every once in a while. It doesn't happen that often. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it and it's rare. It does happen. And sometimes it happens because of me questioning myself. But then I quickly get over it. And then and and that's another thing. When I would have it, it would take me half a day, if not a full day. To get over that anxiety. Yeah. Now, you know, within a, a couple, within 30 minutes of me waking up, it's it's out of my system. I'm like, okay, today is going to be a good day. What can we do to improve? How can we, how can we change? How can we, not change, but how can we, uh, well, actually, yo, yes, change. Because if you're the same person as you was the day before, then you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I mean that by like, how can we change in a positive, positive direction? What can we do to, to change what we questioned or what we had issues with? Yesterday, today. Really, that's such a great point because recently, like maybe two days ago, mm-hmm. I noticed that I was putting so much pressure on myself with everything that I just said, reporting to my boss with everything and being not, I wasn't thrown into the lion's den. That's how I feel because it feels like, boom, more responsibility. And it right. just feels like the triggers are just, yeah. it feels like I'm in the, the lion is the trigger and I'm in the den. That's right. all it is, not the job per se. Um, I don't know why I want to keep iterating that. I just don't want anyone to think that I'm complaining about my job. But I, I, I say all that to say, one thing that helps with the pressure of it all is look at your job as you are helping people. Yes. That's all it is. And it's true. I'm helping pe- people have ideas of their podcasts and what they want to bring to life. I'm a part of that co-creation. Yep. And so when I go into these edits, and some of them might feel a little bit more um, more extensive than others, I I just breathe. I'm like, you can do this. What you're doing is you're helping. Even if mm-hmm. it comes back with 50 limb revisions and mm-hmm. none of it is right, at the end of the day, what your what your intention was was is to help. Right. You know what I'm saying? As long as I feel like if you have good intentions, yeah, then it can ease a lot of yeah. issues, triggers, and things like that that might be within you. That really helps me. I'm just like, but you're helping people. Right. And that's a good feeling. And it's so crazy because I feel like God brought that to me um, because I was working out and I was just like feeling really heavy. And working out, you know, allows me to breathe. So it was helping me breathe. I'm doing my reps and stuff. And mm-hmm. I just felt like he was like, you're, you are very much self-centered in a sense, mm-hmm. which I have become because I don't have any kids, y'all. I'm single. I have to only worry about me. I'm in Atlanta, this big city. I could do what I want. Like, I don't have to worry about me for real. Like, my mm-hmm. mama too. Like, that's the only other person. But like, she grown. Like, she retired. She living her life. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So anything, if anything, all I really have to worry about is myself as an adult. And it, in these years of just worrying about me for the most part, even if I have a boyfriend or this and a third, but mm-hmm. essentially I've become a lot more self-centered because I'm always thinking about how can I, how can I? What I realized really quick is people-pleasing is very, very selfish. You would think that people-pleasing is like, you just want to, you know, give to others the best right. you can. Right. But I realized, I don't know if this is for everybody, with people-pleasing, I want to give to others the best I can because I don't want to feel like shit. Because mm. I want you to accept me. Because I, it comes back to a selfish motive. It's not even not, even not because you're trying to help them feel good or feel better about your about themselves. You're trying to feel better about yourself. Yes. Okay. It, and it's crazy. And it's not completely like I don't care about them. I'm not yeah, doing yeah, this. No, no, no. There's some of them in it, but the underlying factor is I'm people pleasing and I'm going out of my way because I need you to accept me. Right, I need right. a certain type of love or validation right, right. from it, and that's selfish. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I had to like. Step back. That shit humble my ass real yeah. quick. Like, oh, you thought you was a people pleaser because you you thought they was feeling yeah. <laughs> you thought you was feeling them, or you know what I mean? You I was feeling you. <laughs> Literally. Um, it's a harsh reality, but I mean, that shit is real. So it's caused me actually to kind of step out of people pleasing. It's the best thing that's helped me not do that. Cause I'm like, right. nah, cause you're not even really trying to help them for real, for real. Like right. this is more so me. about you than it is about them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you want to help them, but it's more about you. Right. 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 So, cause I mean, if you didn't want to help, if you didn't care, you wouldn't, yeah, you yeah. wouldn't reach out. Yeah. You wouldn't be like, Hey, I try to find validation some other way. Yeah. You'll get it. You'll, you'll find it and get it some other way. But right. uh, nah, you care somewhat, but it's just, yeah. The last part I want to bring up about that before going to our 86 is the word keep going. Literally, the day before yesterday, I had a revelation about, not the word, the phrase, keep going. I had a revelation about it. It's crazy how just those two words brought so much out. Keep going is something we always hear. When when we post, when we're consistent, when we get, you know, whenever you do something good, people are like, keep going, keep going, keep going. And one of our one of my homeboys had reached out to us and told us that, and I will never forget this. Mm-hmm. He remember he said, "You all are famous. The rest of the world just doesn't know it yet." Right. That is a big ass keep going. Right and it's there. beautiful, right? But here's the thing about keep going that I found out. Uh-huh. It just came to me. It hurts. Yeah, it does. It damn keep so going does. hurts. It damn so does. It's so crazy because then I put back into perspective like. For whatever reason, y'all, really quick, God does not want me to go back to nightlife for real. Like when I tell you, you got how for a reason. I've never had such a hard time trying to get back into nightlife. Never. It, never in my life. Even when I first started, I had no experience, it was easier. But I say you got all the connections. Exactly. It's eight years all in of nightlife. It. You got all the connections. When I tell you God does not want me in nightlife, he literally told me you don't need a plan B. Stick to plan A. Worry about me. Mm-hmm. Trust in me. You don't need a plan. Like literally. And I just keep like 
it's crazy how my brain just you, you keep trying to dip and dive like oh maybe I could get back in this way maybe I could get back that way yeah <laughs> just get my bread up it's that fast life it's like hustling like you just yeah. can't leave a block like leave that shit alone but sometimes you know how they say man getting to it fast is not always the good it's not it's, it's not, not always good and you know I, I think I brought this up before mm-hmm. you, there's been people that might have you know there's different roles that you take obviously there's mm-hmm. different roles that we all get laid out in front of us yeah some people get that role that's straight there Mm-hmm. That's that. I feel like that's the people that's born into money. That's mm-hmm. just like, I left you a million dollars. Here you go. And then they they're smart enough to do whatever with it to make more money. Cool. I wish that was me. <laughs> <laughs> then there's some people that aren't born into money. That's like middle class, but you still gotta bust your ass to get where you gotta get. <sighs> but you got the bumps in the road. You gotta go through the mountains, go across the lake and the fucking river and all that shit. And then there's the ones that are not born into money. They're just straight up. Born into the, they have to get it out the mud, literally. Which is ghetto. And you have to <laughs> just, you have to go from, from, you have to take every single fucking level that there is. It's like playing it a video ghetto. game. You got to take this boss level one, then boss level two is even harder. Then three, four, five, six, like, every, nobody's going to, nobody gets the same. Well, some people get the and same. And that's level, why, just, because those levels get harder and harder, that's why yeah. we stay comfortable. And right. that's what brings me back to my point, actually. I was thinking, and all this came when I was driving one time. I was thinking to myself, um, well, the keep going actually happened two days ago. So I was th- I was driving and I was thinking to myself, damn, like, I remember, well, I'll go to the different bars and go see some of my friends that are still working nightlife and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'll see staff members that are still there. Um, so my friends that are still working in nightlife, which no shade to them, get your money. But it's so crazy because I always think to myself, like, dang, like, I wonder if they've even tried to, like, step, step out, out and, like, stop. Because I've tried twice. This is my second attempt. And God won't even let me go back. <laughs> he said, ain't no third attempt. Won't I, even know let you, me go I know you back. talked about it. Right. A third attempt. Yeah. You he won't even it. let me go back. He's like, stop. Like, you need to chill out. Mm-hmm. And I say that and because keep going is hard. I want to just go back comfortable again. I kind of just want to, you know, sometimes I'll edit in my bed, which I hate to do. I don't like to work in bed, but I just need some type of comfort. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I see my friends, I give them the biggest hug because I just need like comfort. It's Mm -hmm. so uncomfortable for me now. I'm growing out of control with all these lessons and triggers that are throwing itself at me in the most simplistic ways ever. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like simple stuff. It's like, that triggered you? Mind your business. (laughs) It triggers me. Okay? But it's just like, oh, it's so much. But keep going hurts. And that's something I knew and but never really took the time to think about it. Mm. Why I didn't want to keep going with music. Why I stopped. Because keep going hurts, bro. It does. Keep When people say that, it hurts. It hurts to keep going. It hurts. And that's why a lot of us stay in nightlife. That's why a lot of us get stay in the comfortable position. Not just nightlife, just anything in general. That's com- that's why people can't leave certain people who are toxic in their lives. That is awesome. It's comfortable. I know that I can talk crazy to this nigga if I feel like it and it's going to be all good at the end of the day. Right. That shit is not cool. That shit is toxic, but it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's what you know. It's what you You're know. not growing beyond that because right. growing would be Feeling the urge to cuss a motherfucker out, stopping yourself, 
checking yourself, realizing that you're that hurts. I love that checking yourself. Checking realizing, yourself hurts. It does because you like man. Bet the old me would have got down. Got down, baby. Got we down. Huh. got down, baby. Look at you. Like, like, but now this new person that I'm trying to be, it's not even a new person. It's just a level up person that I am being, that I am becoming. Yeah, I'm not trying to. I'm not reverting to those ways. I yeah. am trying to be better. Be better. And that's where keep going comes into play. It hurts sometimes to hold your tongue. It hurts sometimes to to, to tell yourself to shut up instead of telling them to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Whew, that's a lot. Oh, I didn't mean to do that into the mic. I'm, that might have been a little loud. But nah, it's just yeah. so much. But it yeah. feels so good. Um, I want to get into our 86 and tip the bar. We can head up out of here. This episode really could be like two, three hours long. Like we really could be Joe Budden podcast on this. We could, we could, we could talk for so long and I really appreciate you for opening up. We could have an episode. Yeah, for sure. For (laughs) sure, bro. Just, just going. Yo, drinking, just talking therapy, like bro. And then maybe, maybe one of these days we should do one episode that's like that. Yeah, for sure. But release it in like a part one, part two type of thing. Yeah. Kind of spread it out Yeah so we can take our time And really yeah, go yeah. in In death And just yeah. like, like We gotta find a song That's, yeah. that's like That really 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 opens us the I think up. it's gonna happen I think we're gonna go through Something yeah. With the I can see it With us going through Changes in the pod And us right. leveling up right. And us feeling that pressure Maybe or something Something's I can feel happen. us being on the same same wavelength when that Something's happens. Something's going to happen. All right, let's get into our 86 and then to the bar we can get out of here. Oh, for those who don't know, if you don't work in hospitality or nightlife, uh, 86 is basically when you need to eliminate an item off of the menu. So in nightlife, hospitality, if we're out of fries, you will say 86 fries. Mm-hmm. That's basically how that works. So I'm going to give Will two scenarios. He has two 86, one of them, which means eliminate one of them. All right, well, 86. Here's your first one. A, go back in time to ask for help to see where you land in the present day. So right here, right now, this is present day. This is where you are. That's interesting. Okay, go ahead. And then B is leave things as they are and continue to not ask for help. Just leave things how they are, how it happened, and this how it happened, and move on. I would leave things as they are. Yeah. Yeah, I would leave things as they are because I'm proud of where I'm at. I'm proud of how I was able to manage to get through these things without asking for help. I did it on my own, and it's just that's one of those things where you can say, I did that. I got out of that trouble. I got out of that trauma. I got out of that whatever the case may be. Yeah. I did that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have to ask for help. That's you on brand I mean? for you. I'm I, not actually I, not surprised anymore. I, 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 that's just that's just me. I like to I like to take pride in those things. You know what I'm saying? I I did that shit. And that's saying? cool. I will say this though. For me, I kind of was like, I think it's hard for me to admit that it's the fr- that I would eliminate, um, leave things as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think actually. Sometimes we say that we choose it. So you meant to say oh, eliminate. So I, I meant to eliminate asking go, for help. Yeah, at go going back, back to ask, ask for help. help. I I would want to keep keep just things as they are yeah. because you know. Yeah. And and it's also a bunch of experiences that you learn from. But think about it, because we struggle so much with asking for help. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about me and Will specifically. Um, a I know I want to um, eliminate. Um, leaving things as they are and pick A, which is going back because here's the thing about the scenario. Mm -hmm. You can go back and ask for help 
So for me, it would be asking for help in my music. It's a certain time period. That's the biggest thing okay, is saying. asking for help in my music. And um, it can either turn out to be amazing. Right. Like far supersedes my expectations. Absolutely. It could be exactly how it is right now. I'm right here, right in the same position. Or it could be worse. Hmm. I could be worse off. And that's the that's what happens when we're, we're thinking about ask or needing help. Mm-hmm. Is we're so focused on this shit can be shit. I can yeah. ask and they can look at me like, why are you asking me for help? Right. Like, you can't figure this out. Like, who? we think of the worst of the worst. Yeah. But you remember, though, you've seen those memes where it's like, what if it turns out better than you've ever expected? Yeah. No, my darling. What if you fly? Mm-hmm. So I, if it pains me to say I actually would eliminate keeping things as they are because I think the next part for me, and God is probably going to kick my ass with this one next, is asking <laughs> for, for help. help. Even if it turns to shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah at least yeah. you ask. You try it. Okay. You try it. So, um, yeah. that, damn, that's a good goddamn point because I didn't think about that because there's, there's a lot of things that I could have asked for help with. And you never know. You could have got further. That's like, you saying. think it's that's, great now, but yeah, you yeah. don't know if it would have been like, whew, And so, like, when you bring it up that like nigga that, now. like, you bring it up like that, like there's things that I would have asked for, like, and it's not monetarily anything like that. Yeah. But advice, not advice wise, but help with when I was in high school, mm-hmm. what I wish I would have asked for help with was college. Mm. I ain't know nothing about college. I ain't know nothing about SATs, ACTs, nothing like that. Like, mm. you think your counselor's supposed to bring you in and talk to you about these things? They never brought us in and talked to us about that shit. Hell no. What school you went to? I, I'm not gonna bring it up. I'm not gonna talk about the school. I'm not gonna bring it up. But they didn't bring us in. They didn't bring us in and talk to us about that. We took PSATs in what 11th grade. But after that, there was no. All right, um, they bring you into the counselor's office. Like I've seen on TV, you know what I'm saying, or I've heard about it at other schools where they bring you into the counselor's office. They're like, okay, what do you want to do? With that your that happened to me. I remember them. I remember my counselor, I can't remember her name for the life of me, but she was a black woman. Mm-hmm. And I remember us, I remember everybody in our class, I think it was either junior or senior year, mm-hmm. if not both, everybody individually being called into a certain guidance, because it was by uh, alphabetical yeah, order yeah, and yeah, last names, yeah. or I think. Yeah, um, no, usually that's what it is. Yeah. We got called into, you had a guidance uh, counselor appointment. And you can make guidance counselor appointments. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know nothing about that. No, like, you know, your 11th grade year is usually when they call you in to figure out what you want to do so they can help set you up with, okay, this is what you need to do. You need to take the SAT, a- ACT, start doing that now mm-hmm. so that you can start applying for these colleges your, your senior year, beginning of your senior year. Yeah. I was never told anything about that, never brought into a guidance counselor to help with that. So that's, that's what I wish I would have asked for help more so with. Yeah. Because I would have went to college instead of going to the military. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I mean, regardless, you turned out okay. I mean, but yeah, it's yeah. so interesting to think like if what if I did ask for help with the specific project, with that specific would that, yeah. uh would that have changed everything? The trajectory. Yes. But would it change it for the best or would it, or change, would it change it for, it for the, the worst? worst? Would I still be you, here? Would you be somewhere else? Right. You never know. And I'm not saying that we should like, you know dive into like shoulda, coulda, wouldas, but, you know, just for this 86 purpose, it is interesting to think like, yo, you never know. I could have been that that beat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could have been there. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Nate Tracy on the scene, baby. Definitely. Definitely. But still okay with where I'm at. Totally fine. But it would be interesting to see what that 
even what the lesson would have looked like. Yeah, at, at, you know, at the least. At the least. What would the le- even if I asked for help, what would the lesson, what would be the end of that lesson? What would it look like? Whether it went out good. Yeah. I mean, the outcome was good, bad, the same or not. So. Right. All right. All right. So let's go ahead and tip the bar. We can get out of here. It's kind of been a little bit of a long episode, but we needed to unpack. Um, yeah. You have a tip? You want me to start? Um, I got a tip. Uh, honestly and truthfully, um, this episode was great. Yeah. I will say that for unloading. Um, yeah. So for that, with that being said, unload. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, unload. Let it out. Mm-hmm. So your friends, whoever, or counselor. I'm a big advocate for going to counseling. But um, when you're unloading, you know what I'm saying, don't be so hard on yourself either. It's okay to uh to talk about how you might have messed up or where you might have messed up at. And just think about, okay, how you, like like Janelle Eco said, where you're at now and, and just keep going. Those are the big two words that I take away from this song. Keep she going. She also says... Um... I know you were scarred and torn apart inside, mm-hmm. darling. So am I. And that's relatable because she made that song for me. Normally when artists, I'm not an artist by any means, but I feel like normally when artists make a song or they draw a picture and it's of somebody in pain or hurt, that's their pain. That's their hurt that they're projecting out and they're just letting it out. Yeah. So understand she's been there. Yeah. She's just trying to get, she, this is her way of letting it out. So find your way of letting it out. And we've been there. We've been there. Um, my tip, my tip would be, I have so much, and and really, it's not even me talking to anybody else. This is me talking to Nick. Mm-hmm. When you're editing this, when you look back on this in the future, I my tip is, you are doing your absolute best. So, it's you're, you're fine. And it sounds so simple, and I wish right now that I can fully digest that, but for whatever reason, Nick, you can't. It's it's not. I don't want to get emotional. It's okay. It's a lot right now, mm-hmm. and um, you're doing the best you can. You really have grown so much, and. Breathe, breathe, breathe. I had so much I wanted to say. Um, it's okay. It's okay. It's it's you. You're doing the best you can. You can't understand why you can't digest what you know you should do, mm-hmm. but you're trying. Mm-hmm. And I'm still proud. And you should. And to those who are listening, still be proud of yourself. Um, because it's not for nothing. It just sucks right now. And just let it suck right now. Keep going hurts. Just let it suck right now. I had a, I, th- I feel like I had a better one, but I got so nah, that's emotional. Great. That's great. Out of nowhere. Um, that's great. But. And, like, like, and we play football, they always tell us embrace the suck. Because it ain't going to always suck. I'm just saying. I know. I know. It ain't going to always suck. I don't mean to get all, come on, pour these shots. Pour these shots. Come on. Got to get my thug, my swagger back. <laughs> nah, nah, thugs cry too. You know I know. We do. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. Let's cry too. But yeah, that's okay. that's that's just my tip. And like you know, it it just sucks right now, but it's gonna be okay. I'll put it on the side. It sucks right now, but it's gonna be okay. It is. Um. Yeah. So. Shut up.
Shut up. I'm going to be editing. Be like, no, you should have said this. <laughs> yep. You know, that's the argument. Why did you cry on That's camera? the argument that you think about later on. Shit. Why I, did you cry on camera? I would have whipped doing? his ass with this one. God damn it. <laughs> we want to thank you guys so much. I, I almost took this. Oh, almost, almost. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. We want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. Thank you for coming back to the bar. If you're a regular, thank you to the new um, newcomers to the bar. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. up? You seem us be vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. A thug crying on camera. This is mm, it's not my plan, but um, yeah, it happens. Uh, of course, you can follow Barta Bar at Barta Bar Podcast on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. YouTube. Yes, sir. She got it. <laughs> I got it. And then you can follow me on uh, Instagram at Nick Tracy, which is N I C dot T R A C Y on TikTok. It's O dot. It's O Nick Tracy. So O H H or O O H dot Nick. Tracy, I don't know. Find me, y'all. It's in the li- it's in the description. And you can follow me on Instagram at cap underscore ransom k a p underscore ransom, y'all. Appreciate y'all for real, for real. We do, we do. We'll see you next week. Shots up. Shots up.